This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, August 2nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump raises pressure on China. Senate Farm Bill negotiators set. And dairy industry wins big in the Senate. Trump looks to increase the tariff pain on China. President Donald Trump is looking to ramp up the trade war with China that already has so many in U.S. agriculture on edge. The administration is now considering raising tariffs on an additional $200 billion in Chinese goods from 10% up to 25%. Senior administration officials say the increase is aimed at putting more punch behind President Trump's effort to convince China to stop appropriating U.S. intellectual property. The officials say they're ready to talk to China, but no negotiations are scheduled. The original tariffs on $34 billion of Chinese goods resulted in swift retaliation from China on U.S. soybeans and other farm goods. Keep in mind, nothing else, the ongoing uncertainty will keep the political heat on Congress to pass the Farm Bill. Hot Camp CSP winners in the naming of the conferees. We finally have a full slate of Senate Farm Bill negotiators more than a month after the Senate passed its version of the legislation. Six of the nine were members of the conference committee that produced the 14 Farm Bill. The three new are Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Iowa Republican Johnny Ernst, and North Dakota Democrat Heidi Heitkamp. Heitkamp's selection was a no-brainer for Democrats. She's one of the most vulnerable Democratic senators in November, and her GOP challenger, Representative Kevin Kramer, was made a House conferee even though he's not on the House Agriculture Committee. But picking Heitkamp means Minnesota Democrat Debbie Klobuchar will not be a conferee this time around. Klobuchar is a champion of Farm Bill Energy programs, and she also pushed for provisions facilitating the use of USDA farm program data for agricultural research. Getting Ernst on the committee should provide a boost to the conservation stewardship program, which the House Farm Bill would simply eliminate. Ernst joined Democratic conferee Sherrod Brown of Ohio to getting provisions in the Senate bill to use CSP to better protect water quality. Brown also has pushed for provisions to expand local and regional markets. Keep in mind, appointing himself as a conferee underscores the priority McConnell is putting on the bill. He reiterated yesterday that he wants the bill finalized next month. The Senate protects FDA's milk crackdown. A senator's effort to stop FDA from cracking down on plant beverages that are labeled as milk didn't go down well with his colleagues. The Senate voted 84 to 14 yesterday to defeat an amendment by Senator Mike Lee of Utah that would have blocked FDA from enforcing the standard of identity of milk that defines it as the product of a lactating animal. The vote, quote, should send a very strong message to food marketers who have long been ignoring FDA's food labeling standards by inappropriately using dairy terms on products that do not contain any dairy. Those days are numbered, said Jim Mulhern. He is the president and CEO of the National Milk Producers Federation. The Senate did approve an amendment by Wisconsin Democrat Tammy Baldwin that would provide an additional $7 million to the USDA for grants to help companies expand their market for milk. 
The vote comes on a $154 billion package of fiscal 19 spending bills for FDA, USDA, and several other departments and agencies. The final version of the bill will still have to be negotiated with the House. The legislation passed overwhelmingly, 92 to 6, and because the author steered clear of including the partisan policy writers that have been put into the Farm Bill in the past. U.S. Dairy wants a fight with the European Union. The upcoming U.S.-EU trade talks will provide an opportunity for the Trump administration to push back on the European Union's global mission to protect its geographic indications, according to U.S. dairy leaders. As you very well know, Europe prevents the importation of many dairy products through numerous tariffs and non-tariff barriers, with geographical indications as probably one of the most detrimental actions against free commerce, according to leaders of the National Milk Producers Federation, the International Dairy Foods Association, and the U.S. Dairy Export Council in a letter to the U.S. Trade Representative. Now, keep in mind the EU has shown no signs of backing off its protection of GI's trade names such as feta and parmesan. Iowa soy growers feel good about the EU interest in U.S. soy. Iowa soybean growers who are on a 12-day trip to Europe tell reporters they're optimistic about increasing their sales there. Brazil is the number one supplier of soybeans to Europe, but that could change. Iowa Soybean Association President Bill Shipley said in a conference call. He said, I want to say we will be their largest supplier. I think that the possibility is there. Members of the Iowa delegation said that farmers and officials they spoke with were disappointed by the European Union Court of Justice recent ruling that gene editing should be subject to the same rules as those governing genetically modified organisms. Brasso makes pitch for Wheeler as permanent EPA head. President Trump won't have to look for a new permanent leader of the Environmental Protection Agency. If he heeds the advice of the chairman of the Senate committee that oversees the agency, Environment and Public Works Chairman John Barrasso yesterday used a brief remark at a hearing to encourage the president to nominate acting administrator Andrew Wheeler to the post. Wheeler's time on Capitol Hill and his career employee at the agency show he would make an excellent EPA chief, that according to Barrasso. Committee Democrats acknowledged their policy differences with Wheeler, but appreciated that he was willing and respected the establishment by policy norms. Committee Democrats acknowledged their policy differences with Wheeler, but appreciated that he was following the law and respecting established policy norms. By the way, during the hearing, committee members from ethanol-producing states tried without success to pin Wheeler down on how he would handle the waivers from the renewable fuel standard. Honeybee colonies stable. The number of managed honeybee colonies was unchanged this spring from the same time a year ago. That according to the latest data from the Department of Agriculture's Ag Statistics Service. However, more colonies are being lost to colony collapse disorder. As of April 1, there were 2.69 million colonies on operations with five or more colonists. That's the same number as a year ago. But NAS said the number of honeybee colonies lost to colony collapse disorder symptoms had increased by 15% to 77,800 from the same quarter 
of 2017. Here's today's He Said It. We have been very clear about the specific changes China should undertake. Regrettably, instead of changing its harmful behavior, China has illegally retaliated against U.S. workers, farmers, ranchers, and businesses. That the word of U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, August 2nd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.